Welcome to the Wonderful Leaders Podcast, a place for Christian entrepreneurs and leaders to be encouraged and inspired to grow in your personal and organizational leadership. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Wonderful Leaders Podcast. I am excited today to have a friend of mine, Juro Oi, who is a great guy and has got some brilliant stuff to share. And what I love about Juro, because I'm not going to steal his thunder, but let me tell you what I love <laughs> about him, is that he he's journeyed and he's done the hard yards himself to get to a place where he's encouraging and empowering others. And I think as a leader, that that's that's where we should be at. That's what it's all about. So I'm looking forward to today because we're going to hear some real stuff. We're going to hear some good stuff. And uh, yeah, so Juro, over to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what does your leadership life look like? Mm, now, thank you very much for this opportunity. Really glad to be on this podcast with you and you know, just share my journey on leadership. So my name is Duro Oye, and I am the founder and chief exec of an organization called 2020 Change. We're a youth empowerment organization based in London. Um, we've been around in operation for just over seven years. Um, it's something that I built from the ground up. Um, we have zero to very little, or very little to zero finance um, back in. So it was one of the things where it was laid in my heart to do. Um, and I just started the journey. And yeah, thankfully, you know, we've grown to a position where, you know, we now employ staff, we're financially stable, and we're, we're excited for the future. So 2020 Change is a youth empowerment organization that helps young people from low socioeconomic backgrounds, um, just basically teaching them the soft skills that they need to enter into the workspace or into business. But essentially, it's a mindset adjustment program. It's just teaching young people how to cultivate the right kind of mindset so that they can take on the challenges that life throws at them. Um, so a follow-up follow up to your question was, what's my leadership journey been like? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just an interesting one because I thought about this um, since you asked me to be on this podcast and I thought for me it's just been sacrifice. You know, thinking back on my journey, it's been, my leadership journey has been one of sacrifice. So putting the needs of the young people that I look after um, within the organisation, putting their needs first and putting the needs of the organisation as a whole first as well. Um, and ensuring that everything is in place for that required a lot of sacrifice. So when people talk about, you know, the sleepless nights, the um, delayed gratification, I can definitely um, relate with all of that in the sense that that, that, that that was my life for probably the first five years of setting up the organisation. There were certain things that I couldn't do, places that I was living that I had to move out of just so I could... <laughs> ensure that the money that is going to be spent on that is now spent on this. But yeah, the, the journey has been, it's been an interesting one, but I'm, I'm grateful for it because I've learned so much along the way. And I, I personally feel like everything that I've been through in my life, both good, bad, ugly, mistakes, everything, it's helped mold me into the person that I am today, not just for myself, but also for the young leaders that I'm raising as well, because there's certain experiences that I've had that I could you know, communicate with them that they're able to relate to. Um, thankfully, I don't look the way that I looked when I was younger. You know, I don't do the things that I did when I was younger. So sometimes it's very hard to place me in, 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 in the line of my journey in terms of where, where the Lord has brought me from to where he's, where he's placed me today. I, I, I don't look 
like the person that I used to be when I was growing up in the in the city streets of London. Um, and that's all because of the journey that the Lord has taken me on. So even though, yes, there were a lot of mistakes, a lot of mishaps, a lot of slips, a lot of falling, a lot of picking myself back up, I'm grateful for it because it's, it's made me a stronger leader and, and I'm able to actually communicate with the young people that I work with on a level that very rarely other leaders can because I've walked in their shoes, you know, I've, I've been there, I've had to make those difficult decisions, had to make those difficult choices, but I'm still here, <laughs> you know, so. Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been my journey, so. And you can, you know, listen, you can hear your passion coming through, you can hear your heart coming through that, and you know that it's real, but how did you, you know, and I think what, you know, as Christian leaders, we so often have a passion for something or, or God really births things on our hearts and visions and dreams. And they're, they're, that, that's the starting place of, 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 of real sort of godly intent. But you yeah. know, sometimes we can get caught up in, in that vision or dream phase and we just don't get it off the ground. So often as yeah. leaders, we're, we're still talking about the same vision year in, year out, but we don't get it off the ground or, or we do something small and it, you know, it doesn't quite work. So we give up, but you know, yeah. I've watched you and seen you grow something out of, you know, <laughs> that mustard seed, out of mustard seed. And to see, you know, we were chatting the other day, weren't we? And just to hear yeah. the, what God has done in you and through you and with you is absolutely Thanks, phenomenal. But take me back to the beginning. Take me back to the yeah. place where Juro's a younger man. He's mm. got a vision in his heart, a dream in his heart. And out of that comes 2020 change. How did it start? Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's a good place to start, really, because, you know, you mentioned people having an idea, sitting on the idea, not pulling through with it. That couldn't have been the case for me because my idea came with a burden. It was, a, it was like a burden that was laid in my heart. Wow. And a responsibility that was placed on my shoulders. And I was in a position where I felt like if I didn't do it, it wouldn't get done. So that's where the element of sacrifice came and whatever it took, I was willing to, to do. However much it cost, I was willing to pay because <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it was so real and it still is so real to me that the burden of the next generation is on my shoulders that if I don't do what I'm doing now, there are gonna be a lot of young people that could have gone another way, but because I didn't set up what I needed to set up in 2020 change, um, they would have fallen by the wayside. But thankfully, you know, I, I, I was faithful and I was obedient to listen to that voice when it spoke to me that this, this is what I want you to do. So when that voice came, I wasn't qualified when that voice came. Well, wow. I, I wasn't the right person. I did. I didn't fit the mold to set up a youth organisation. You know, my my background. I'm a creative by nature. You know, I studied graphics and advertising at university. I went on to to film school. I made documentary film. But the way the Lord just kind of took me through those stages in life and brought me to where I am. It's like everything that I went through, I needed to go through to get here. So it was off of the back of a documentary film that I made following the life of um, six ex-gang members, three from Peckham, three from Brixton. Um, so in terms of my checkered past, I had an element of gang involvement. You know, I was very out there on the streets, but not out there on the front line. I was more behind the scenes. Um, more so, my role was more about generating money, bringing money in so other operations could go on. So I, I didn't really get involved 
too involved with the law like that. So I was more behind the scenes. So when I was able to engage with these ex-gang members, we were able to bond on that level because I understood where they were coming from. But at this time when I met them, I'd already started taking my walk with Christ seriously. So they were just thinking, how did you manage to transition? Obviously they meet Christians and they meet like youth leaders and so on, but there's that element of a youth leader that wants to still be youthful, that wants to, you know, be down and, you know, talking the lingo. I, I was never that, you know, I was always fully polished, three-piece suit, shoes, like, because I knew where I was going. So they're just thinking, how can you, looking like that, really understand our journey and where we're coming from? That's great. But because of the way that I spoke, they knew that I didn't read it in a textbook. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They knew that I didn't just watch YouTube videos. They knew that <laughs> this guy, is, he's lived the life. But Hashtag real and, life. Exactly. And for them, it was like they never met anybody like me. You know, they, they, they have leaders in their church, but they can't really be as open and honest with them about things that they've done because people might look at them sideways. And obviously, yeah, we're all Christians, but there's still that element of humanity in us where it's like, you said this to me that like, you've done this. Like, I don't know whether I can feel comfortable around you, but that's the place where the church kind of comes in. So I felt like the way that I was accepted and I was embraced within my church, I just wanted to be able to do that for others. I wanted to be able to create an environment where I can welcome anybody with open arms, regardless of what they've done, as long as they've made that decision that they want to turn their life around. I take it upon myself to try and see what I could possibly do to help them. You know, so for me, it came from a place where I wanted to create something that I wish I had when I was younger, you know, because my mind and the way my mind works, I, I think differently to a lot of people. I, I think things through I'm quite analytical. I, I solve problems in my mind that nobody asks me to. So if something's not working in my mind, it's ticking away. Why is this not working? What can I do to fix it? No one's asking me, this is just something that I'm doing on my own. <laughs> Until I've come up with a solution, I won't be satisfied. So that I think that's just the gift that the Lord has given me from when he created me. So that that energy was there. And like I said, I didn't I wasn't qualified. And when the idea came to set up the organization, it came off of the back of that documentary. I thought paying my debt to society was to make the documentary. Um, because of how open and honest the guys in the documentary were, I knew that the documentary had the power to change lives. The people could hear the young men's stories and talk about and, and just hear their heart in terms of where they are now um, and what they're doing. People would want to change because these guys were at the height of, you know, the criminal world. Like they had YouTube videos, young people wanted to be like them. They were at the time, you know, you would say the worst of the worst, but in my opinion, they were the best of the best in terms of <laughs> that at that level. So I wanted to get their stories out there. I thought that if we can get these stories out, if young people can hear their honesty, hear their genuine passion and their heart for change, they would want to change too. The plan was um, to give the film once we premiered it at Odeon Leicester Square to youth organisation that I heard so much about growing up. You know, there's amazing organisations out there doing amazing work. They help young people. I thought, great. I'd have this massive premiere at Odeon Leicester Square, invite all of them along to it and tell them about this vision and this dream of mine that, you know, this film could change lives. You know, all you have to do is turn it into workshops, take it to schools, prisons, run it within the local community and everything's fine. So in my heart, it was like, if I do that, my debt to society is paid. 
I can move on and I can continue making films and I'll be the first black director to win an Oscar. That, that was the dream, right? <laughs> and I made the film. Um, we had the premiere, had um, over 850 people wow. come along for the premiere. It was amazing. We got laughs at the right places, cries at the right places, cheers. I felt amazing, man. Like, I stood up on the stage and, you know, people gave us a standing ovation. And then we had a Q&A, people asking, okay, so what can we do? I was like, yes, this is it. You know, this is the vision. It's coming to play. So I was like, this is what I want to do. They're like, yeah, we want to get involved. I can support, exchange emails and all of that. Literally two weeks after, and they get one call back. Not one response to my email. Um, And yeah, and I just sat down at my brother's dining table um, with the film on DVD DVD format um, and an external hard drive. It costs forty-seven and a half thousand pounds to make the film, money which I use my own, and I had to raise the rest from like friends, family members, people just investing in the vision. Um, and I thought I can't just leave this here, and I also made a promise to the guys in the documentary that you know if you're open, if you're honest about your journey, you'll change lives. You know, you guys being agreeing to doing this will 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 impact generations to come. That's how I sold them. You know, the film. So I said, no, nah, I can't, I can't leave this here. And that was when that burden came on me that like, you have to do something, like there's something inside you. Um, I fought it for a while. Um, even while I was making the film, I thought, yeah, there was an element that, you know, what if this goes belly up, if nobody sees it, if people hate the film, if, you know, it doesn't have the impact, but I just kept going. And then as the Lord would have it, that's what he wanted me to do because he knew that I was the only one that could lead an organization like this and so I was like you know do I need to go back to school do I need to study psychology it's like no study the word everything well, that you need is inside the word both business both um mentality mindset and obviously I'm still growing as a Christian at this point so I'm like okay cool if you're saying that I'm gonna run with it um and he said that anytime I needed anything be it finances you know connections at the right time, these things will show up. Just keep keep walking with me, and that's what I did. So, set up the organisation, got ourselves an office, and just started building from there. Started emailing people, telling them about what I wanted to do. Told me the right kind of events to go to. I'd speak, I'd ask questions, and started building up my contacts like that. Like I said, I have no history in in youth work. The youth work experience that I have came from the church. <laughs> you know, then giving me leadership positions of the youth church and all of that. Um, so that's how I built up my experience working with young people. And obviously, like, I'm, I'm relatable. I'm real. I'm just going to tell you as it is. You know, I'm known for the young people that I work with. If you don't want the truth, don't go and ask you about your idea because he's actually just going <laughs> to rip it apart. There's no sugarcoat in here. It's just as it is because I feel like that's what that's what young people need so absolutely that's that's pretty much how it started like so I never felt like I was qualified I never felt like this is what I was supposed to do I, I just wanted to make films but the Lord had bigger plans for me and as as it as it went the more I got deeper into the organization the more young people I helped the more mainstream uh, documentary filmmakers and production companies would reach out to me and say you know could you do, give us access to your young people Oh, we heard that you're filmmakers, you want to produce, you want to exec produce, you want to... it all just came to be as he said it would, you know, that as when you need things, it will come. So, yeah, 
I've worked on a number of different documentary films on the same subject matter for the BBC, Channel 5, Channel 4, BBC 3. And now I'm just known within the documentary film sector as the guy that can connect you to young people. <laughs> you know, just, just like that. He's the so, fixer. Yeah, that's, that's the journey. That's the journey. Wow. Now, there is so much there you can just unpack. I'm just like, where do you take this? Now, where do you take this podcast right now? Because I want to ask you this, 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 this. That's absolutely incredible, man. I absolutely love it. I think, you know, one of the things, you know, there was so much there. One of the things I want to encourage our, our listeners with is that, you know, and I, and I do a lot of leadership, you know, work with different people in you know, different organizations and sectors of society and ages. You know, you can make leadership so much around the things you think you're gifted at and called to and qualified for. Yet you stepped out the boat. You stepped out yeah. the boat. There was something that you said several times, you weren't qualified for that. Yeah. And you let God lead you and guide you and direct you. And the dreams and visions that he's, he's allowed you to walk in is so much bigger than what you thought. You 100%. thought the Odium Leicester Square premiere was it. That was the yeah. pinnacle. Yeah, that yeah. was just the beginning of this our whole it. journey. <laughs> I love this it. You know, and I think that it's such an encouragement to young, younger people that are in, starting on their journey going, do you know what? I've got a vision and I've got a dream. And yet, you know, God's always got something else for you in there. And even the 100%. way that it's come back around. Yeah. Now you're making films. They're asking you to yeah. make films. Yeah. You're, not, you're yeah. not asking them. They're asking you. Yeah. It's, That's it's, amazing. It's amazing. And like I said, I, I share it with our young people all the time that like a lot of young people that come onto our program, that's where they discover what their purpose is. You know, that's where they discover what they were created for. And if you're pursuing that, everything else will fall into place. So don't, don't get distracted by the glitz and the glamour of social media and what this person is doing, what that person is doing. Find out what your calling is and walk in that. Because I could have been chasing, could have been chasing my tail, trying to do this and trying to do that all of my own power. But everything that I wanted, that those desires, they come from somewhere. You know, but you just hand those desires to him. It'll work it out for you. you know, and that's, that's just been the story of my life. Brilliant. Amazing. So just, just, um, just give me a couple of minutes on how mm -hmm. the 2020 Change program works because you're doing an incredible <laughs> thing. And I know it's not one-dimensional, so that's why I said a couple of minutes. Like, I, yeah. as, as I say on, on most of these episodes, we try and keep the ep an episode to a fairly average five-kilometer running time. So give me a couple of minutes on, yeah, how does the 2020 Change program and how does the whole infrastructure work? Right. So um, I'll start from the beginning. Um, a young person finds out about us online, social media. They register their interest for the program. We have a two-fold program. So we work within the local community with young adults, so 18 to the age of 30. And then we also work within schools, so 14 to 17. Same program, but slightly altered to meet the demographic that we're working with. Um, the young person finds out about us on social media. They sign up. Um, we treat it like a university course. Um, we invite them along for an open evening and um, at the open evening we give them all the information about the program and then we do an informal interview with them just trying to understand their background some of the challenges that they face um, some of the learnings that they've taken from those challenges um, we're not looking for the perfect candidate I mean we have an idea of the perfect candidate but it's very different to what the young person thinks so they think that they need to be all prim and proper and but now we're looking for those that are rough around the edges, those that have something about them, but 
they they've got that 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 grit, you know, that that hunger, that desire to do something, but they just don't know what it is. And yeah, they come in raw, and we just polish them and present them at the end, you know, as not the finished article, but they're definitely they're more equipped now to make more solid decisions about their future. So the program is centered around the mind. I like to say that we take the young person on a journey of self-discovery. Um, we have six core sessions, which I put together and I deliver, um, but we're in the process of training other facilitators to be able to deliver those as well. So the first one is understanding the mind. There's basically the elements of the mind and how it works and the power of the mind. Then we move on into thoughts, the train of action. So taking control of your own thoughts, choosing the right thoughts. Um, as I'm talking, obviously this is a Christian podcast, so you guys will start to recognize where the original um, parts of these programs kind of stem from. So obviously with thoughts, you know, guarding your heart, you know, raw diligence and all of that. So it's like everything that I learned in the church, I thought to myself, I walked into the church on my own. Obviously growing up in a Christian household, went out, did my own thing, but then I eventually came back. There's going to be so many young people that won't be able to do that. How can I take everything that I'm learning here to them in a safe, conducive environment so they can learn and I can plant those seeds? And then eventually they'll start to realize, actually, I, I want more of this. Where can I go? And then as a result of that, then, you know, direct them to where my source is. So it's not like an evangelical program, but it's just me living my Christian life in an authentic way. And young people are inspired by that. So from um, thoughts of train of action, we move into success motivation. What does success look like to you? Why do you want to be successful? Who do you deem as successful? Um, so we start planting those seeds of giving back of finding the human need and meeting it, looking at some successful businesses and how they found the need and they met it. Um, from there, we move on into happiness. So a lot of young people will say that, you know, if I'm rich, I'll be happy. So unpacking what happiness is, is it a feeling, is it an emotion, is it a choice? Um, then we move on from happiness into unique identity. And I love the unique identity sessions because it really just strips you bare. Like you take that introspective look into yourself why am I the way that I am? Why do I do the things that I do? And is it necessary for me to continue like this? You know, so a lot of young people, it's like they're, they're rediscovering themselves, allowing themselves to, to, to get to know themselves on a deeper level and fall in love with themselves so that they can then present the best version of themselves to the rest of the world. So from um, unique identity, we then go on into responsibility. Responsibility comes at the end of the program um, and I've changed the name of the title of the program to leadership responsibility. So not necessarily saying everybody has to go out there and become a leader, even though there are elements of that in there, but it's more so taking leadership responsibility of your own life. You know, you come to a certain right. age of accountability where you can't blame your parents anymore. You can't blame your environment anymore. You can't blame the government. You can't blame the education system anymore. Okay, cool. All of those things failed you, but here you are. Are you going to fail you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah, that young yeah, person's now taking stuff. that. Yeah. I need to take responsibility for my own life now. Um, so they were the original core sessions of the six, so they're still very much embedded in what we do. As we've grown, as we've evolved, our network's expanded. We've brought on um, partner um, sessions as well, so facilitators that come in and deliver things that you don't necessarily get taught in school. So financial literacy, which is delivered by a partner, Humble Penny. Um, we have TV and film workshops, which is delivered by another one of our partners, Sarah and Associates. So just helping young people cultivate the right skills that they need to do to get into the TV and film industry that they're not even aware of. 
roles that they're probably not even aware of. A digital skills agency, Surface Street, they help us with digital skills and marketing. Um, and they also offer the young people their catalogue of courses as well, which they can do in their own time and get a, a digital skills qualification, which can help them secure in a role within digital skills. Microsoft and LinkedIn have also come on board as well. So they help you develop your LinkedIn profile, have a standout LinkedIn profile, so you can go out there and network. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. <laughs> um, oh yes, mindfulness and um, breath exercises. So we've also teamed up with Mindful Talent, who basically is a well-being organization and their teachings on gratitude, positive mindset, and then the breath work exercises as well, which helps young people deal with anxiety and just, you know, just taking a moment out, canceling out the noise and really just centering in on yourself. Um, so that's the program. And then off of the back of that, once they finish that, we have the most amazing graduation ceremonies, uh, even better than university graduation ceremonies, because Whoa. this is the first time that a lot of our young people are actually being celebrated for something that they've achieved, something that they've accomplished. Right. Um, I've had some heartbreaking stories of parents coming, not knowing what they're coming to, seeing their son go out and buy a suit. They thought that they were going to court. They were like, you know, what, what has he done now? So I like, no, don't worry, just sit down, have a drink, have some Nando's. You know, it's fine. And then, you know, the, the young person comes up and he's talking about his experience in the program. And they're saying that I've actually noticed changes in him. I didn't know where he was going on a Tuesday and a Thursday evening. I thought he was up to something, but yeah, this is amazing. And that's where it's that kind of like a networking mixer where we bring all of our corporate partners in. They get to meet the young people and we make introductions based off of that, who, who then go on to offer internships, work experience mentoring opportunities we've had people that have received seed funding as a result of this people that have started their businesses people that have secured like long-term sustainable jobs being promoted to two three times over yeah so that's that's the program in a nutshell so it's like full circle this conveyor belt of young people that are just seeking opportunity helping them recognize what true opportunity is and helping them notice it when it comes along and grab it with both hands that's amazing absolutely Thank brilliant <laughs> and i think again you know because of time we can't unpack yeah. some of these areas and yeah. find out more about how you involve the corporates how you involve different sponsors because it's very holistic but yeah you know i think people are just gonna have to get to your website yeah you know, to connect exactly yeah yeah give us the web address whilst we're here now yes www. 2020change.org uh, perfect perfect brilliant yeah. well let's move on i want yeah. to find out a little bit more a little bit more just about you and you know mm -hmm. we've heard a lot of your background we've heard a lot of the journey that god brought you to this place mm. you're kind of you're dealing at the sharp end of leadership here you're dealing with with young people with different backgrounds different things going on in their heads different world views and experiences so what have been some of the lessons you've learned along the way or some of the challenges that you've had to overcome you know, what's kept mm. you on that journey? Because it's one thing starting a vision and, you know, getting excited about what God's got for you. But when you're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years down the line, to still be doing it and plugging away, mm. Mm. learn lessons along the way, right? This is it, yeah. So, yeah, what are some of those things? I think for me, um, my faith in his word has really kind of kept me in a sense that, like, he only shows me little bits of the picture or little bits of the puzzle at a time. So being keyed into what he's telling me per time 
is 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 really what's kept me. You know, uh, we had several conversations about you know just what things have been like during this whole lockdown period. It's the same thing. The certain decisions that he told me to make before we went into lockdown that are paying off, you know, huge dividends right now because I listened, um, and that's what's kind of kept me at the forefront of this journey. It's like. <laughs> I see it like a computer game. You complete a level and you're hungry, ready for the next one. Okay, so Lord, what's next? And you know, he shows me a little glimpse and I run and I do that. And I was like, okay, cool. Now that I'm doing that, what's next? And I think for me, what's been the beautiful part of this is having the young people on that journey with me. So when we first started, you know, we had a nice office in Canary Wharf and then, you know, we, we couldn't sustain that. Then we moved to Woolwich, which is the office that you met us. So we had a lot more young people meet us there. So now, obviously, we've got posh offices in Canary Wharf. So we're now based at one of our um, corporate sponsors' office, Converse in Soho. So young people that were with us back then now seeing us in this space and just thinking they've they've seen that journey of growth. They've seen that consistency. So my style of leadership is I'm always leading from the front. I'm not going to tell a young person to do something that I haven't done or something that I'm not willing to do. So in as much as, you know, I coach them on developing their business ideas, it's like, I'm still doing it. So everything right. that I'm telling you to do, I did. And these are the things that got me here. So if you want to, you know, be here, if you want to be a, a lot further than me, you have to be willing to do what it takes. It's not overnight, you know, and, and, that, and that's the journey of it. And, and I love our social media platform for that because it's, it's kind of like a, a catalogue <laughs> of, of of our history of where we come from you can even tell from the quality of the pictures and the quality <laughs> of the videos that like you know things have changed and I love it when I hear you know people that don't know our history see us now and they're like I didn't know that it was someone like you behind an organization like this I didn't know that you had such a small close-knit team that is able to pull off what you pull off time and time again I didn't know that you were holding down a full-time job and doing this as well. Like you've taken the whole side hustle type mentality to a whole nother level because it's like, I never once related to 2020 as a side hustle. It was a, a full-time job as well as my other full-time job. So ask me how I got the time. I made it. <laughs> I well, made the time. There we go. Know? So it's like letting young people know that you have to be willing to put in the work. The lessons that I've learned along the way, it's just, being patient and resilient at the same time, you know, being patient enough to believe God's word and know that it's going to, you know, work out when it said it was going to work out and being resilient enough not to give up, even when it's difficult, even when you're facing challenges, just keep going, you know, so that's, 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 that's it for me. So me being patient is not just sitting down on my hands thinking, okay, God said this is going to happen, you know, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. What am I doing to ensure that? I'm in the right position as and when it happens. So all of this could have happened now. We didn't have a pipeline of 750 young people that are part of our alumni. We're getting so much attention from corporate saying they want to offer us internships. If we didn't have the young people, I'll just be sitting there thinking, well, okay, maybe next year. But no, the time is now. So yeah, we're right, ready to go. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. There's a lot of wisdom there, Jura. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going to just let that lie. So just, you know, you've shared your journey, you've shared some of your heart, but you also mentioned a couple of times, you know, like the way that you've been accepted at church and the way that you've worked mm. with different 
different corporates and organizations and sponsors and you know just taking a step back and looking at your life again what are some of the leaders that you look up to or or who have you learned from along the way i'm so glad that we were able to take this question because any opportunity that i get you know i, I love to talk about this particular leader um and i i had the opportunity of attending the same church as him so he was the first person to really help me believe in his own way that it was possible for me to make it and really make it as a christian his name is strive masiwa i don't know if you've heard of him he's um zimbabwe's richest man um and for a short stint he was in london and he came to our church um i was in the protocol department so i saw his car pull out with the driver saw him step out of the car I saw his shoes and I knew that this person was actually someone to be reckoned with <laughs> um and yeah for years I sat next to him in church I never never did speak to him like one-on-one but you know you say hello and so on and so forth because I don't want to be that guy and oh my gosh you know so when he, when he when he had the opportunity to speak at church I was thinking wow I went into church thinking that because of the kind of lifestyle that I had before I just kind of felt like I needed to tone down my dreams and my ambitions because I never, not once have I seen a Christian billionaire. It's not something that I thought existed. And even if you are a Christian billionaire, it's like you're a Christian on the surface, but he was a deep Christian. Like he had strong Christian beliefs and what he lived by and his business model was based on that. So I studied everything about him. You know, and it, I, I was privileged enough to be able to witness it firsthand. You know, him being in church, he'll fly in. I, I'm seeing on CNN all the places that he's been to throughout the week, and he's still in church wow. on Sunday. So I'm thinking, what excuse <laughs> do I have? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not to be in church and not to be in church on time. So these are all little things that I'm learning from him, and. You know, the more I read his, his words and his speeches, I'm, I'm just learning that th- th- this is what it is. You know, and there, there, there are key things that he mentioned that I felt like I should also mention on this podcast. You know, he mentioned that, that, that uh, identifying a human need, finding a need and meeting it. One of the things that, you know, I talk about our young, to our young people as well, being patient and relentless, never giving up. You know, I don't know if you know much about him, but you know, he had a whole court case with the government of Zimbabwe, spanned for about five years. He had no money coming in. He kept fighting. <laughs> and he eventually won it. So he was able to set up his telecoms business. Uh, he said, work hard and stay focused. One thing that he also said was, pray hard. Where, where are you going to get advice like that? You I mean, you wow. can get it from your pastor, but your pastor doesn't also have the business experience to back that up. So he is at the forefront of international business. And he's saying to you, he tithes each of his day to the Lord. So 2.4 hours of his day before he starts his day, he's spent in his word, praying, worshiping, fellowshiping with the Holy Spirit. Once again, what excuse do I have? (laughs) So I'm learning all of these things. He's saying to give back as well. One of the things that I teach our young people as well, don't wait until you become someone of influence or you make a million before you start giving back. You can start giving back now from the little that you know. So with everything that I have and that I am, I don't know it all, but with what I have, I'm able to give you this. And, you know, we're still growing 2020 change to where it needs to be. So all of you elements are things that I picked up from him and just his humility. You know, he's the quietest person. You'll come into the room unassuming. You wouldn't even, if you didn't know him, you wouldn't know. Wow. <laughs> And thankfully, I was 
blessed enough to quite work, walk closely with him because um, my pastor at the time, they became quite close, became quite close friends. And I was like the protocol official for my pastor. So there was a time when he had a meeting with her and he had these kids that would also come to the church as well. And they wanted to go somewhere and he had a meeting with my pastor. So he said to them, oh yeah, they can take the car. We'll take the tube home. Take the tube? <laughs> the, the, tube? the underground tube? <laughs> the underground tube? <laughs> like, yeah. You know? And I just thought to myself, that's, that's what I want to be. I don't want to be an individual that, you know, makes it and I'm all high and mighty. I still want to, you know, engage and just do normal things. So even I know where the Lord has taken me. I know how great he's going to make me, but I still want to be able to maintain that level head, stay down to earth and take the tube like it's nothing and not feel like, oh, you know, people are going to mob. Like, who are you? He's so... <laughs> <laughs> so these all things. Crazy, I'm, I'm, I'm still growing up right i'm still growing up and i'm still learning these things i'm just taking notes and it's like i had the opportunity to learn literally right there next to me in church week in week out what i'm seeing play out in the news i'm seeing it in like everything that he says on these global stages as well g8 summits like he doesn't hide his christianity he doesn't it's not a sunday sunday christian there's nothing that you search about him that you wouldn't find his Christian faith fully represented. I was like, that's what I want to be. Even with the young people that I'm working with, they need to know that I'm only doing the things that I'm doing because I'm a Christian. The Lord knows if I wasn't a Christian, I'd be following my own ambitions. But thankfully, he found me at the time that he did and he's given me his dream to, to live out here on earth and, and that's what I want to do. So, yeah, that's my main inspiration, well, both in... In leadership, in businesses, in family, every all round, you know, like uh, yeah. Any any time I get the opportunity to talk about it, I could speak about it all day. That's <laughs> amazing. No, I can all tell. Day. I can tell you're just warming up. No, but isn't that incredible that you can, you you've got someone you've journeyed with that you can um you can look at their life holistically. You know, so yeah. often in leadership, we can look at someone's gift or their ability to speak or their ability mm-hmm. to do one thing and make money. Or that guy's a Christian, but he's great at making money. Whereas you're talking about his life and his character and his humility everything. and everything. everything. Like you said, everything. what you see on internet what you see on church on Sunday. And that mm-hmm. that's authentic. That's the yeah. real stuff. So, And that's what changes lives. Authentic yeah. leadership is what changes people. This is you know, in the life of Christ, when Jesus walks on this earth, he was authentic in everything he said and everything he did and everything mm-hmm. he portrayed. And I, and I think that's wonderful. I mean, to come into land now, because yeah. we've got to land. We've got to <laughs> land. We're, we're quite far away down this 5K run now. Good, good. Looking back at your life and your leadership yeah. journey, what's one piece of sort of leadership advice you give your younger self? Now, the caveat to this is that you're still a young man with a lot of wisdom <laughs> and a lot of maturity. And it's all, it's coming out oh, of you right now. But yeah. put yourself back 10 years. What are you saying to yourself? 10 years. I'd say be patient and enjoy the journey. You know, because it's, 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 it's a beautiful journey. I, I can appreciate it now, looking back in my short life. You know, like you say that I'm a young man. I know that I'm a young man deep down inside, but... I look forward to being an old man with even more wisdom and sharing stories of my experiences with, you know, my kids and my grandkids. I do it now <laughs> through the young people that I mentor. So 
I had this going thing on 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 social media where when I post, I post a granddad with a love heart and a grandma. So it's uh, people's like, why are you trying to get old before your time? But it's like that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking wow. forward to being old and grey with all this experience that I've had and just really be, being able to pour out to the younger generation. But even though I'm doing it now, it's like I'm looking far ahead. So my kind of advice to my younger self is just be patient and enjoy the journey. I think growing up, I wanted to rush so much. I wanted to grow up too quickly. I wanted to do too much too soon. You know, I wanted to drive the best cars. Have the f- it, none of that stuff was necessary at that young tender age, which made me do a lot of terrible things in order to get those things. So it's like, your time's coming. Like, spend this time wisely developing yourself so when you do get these things, you can hold on to them. You know, and, that, and that's, that's what happened. You know, I had that way too early and I couldn't maintain it because I got it in the wrong way. But it's just about being patient and, you know, enjoying the journey because there's so much that you, you miss when you rush through things. Wow, there we go. There's wisdom right there. There we go. Jura, my friend, we're going to have to end here, but I just want to say God bless you and everything you're doing. Bless your ministry, your relationships, just um, your leadership. And I'm really just, I just believe that those listening to this podcast are going to have to press rewind, going to have to listen to it again, because, you know, it's it's incredible to hear the wisdom and the the insight that comes out. But the biblical foundation, absolute bringing it back to the main thing and you know and that's mm-hmm. that that's an incredible thing to hear so thank you buddy have a thank blessed you. week and uh, yeah hope you've enjoyed this podcast i loved it i loved it thank you so much for having me we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the wonderful leaders podcast to be part of the community join our close facebook group and follow us on twitter and instagram simply look us up at wonderful leaders and we'll see you there